What's in the queue? 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 Well, that was a short-lived Gary excursion oh. that nobody is going to hear because we're going to cut it all out. You know, you, you try and give your kids a chance. <clears throat> I mean, I know you got to let them be them, but there's only so much licking sounds that you can put into a <laughs> podcast before it turns into another genre. And we're just not there yet. Oh. We're just not ready for that. One day, Gary. One day. But today is not that day. <laughs> not today. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hi. Um, so I noticed that you had a different microwave. Yeah, I wish we had sponsors that would, like, buy us stuff, like microwaves. <laughs> um, Just getting to that point. So, okay, so, like, we've already talked about my washing machine excursion. Yes. You know, like, the washing machine is holding fine it's yeah. doing okay i gotta tighten it up every once in a while adjust the load size so it's i can't do a ton of heavy stuff like i right. used to okay fine cool whatever uh my microwave stopped working today <laughs> and you know like the washing machine is holding fine it's yeah. doing okay i gotta tighten it up every once in a while adjust the load size so it's i can't do a ton of heavy stuff like i used right. to okay fine cool whatever uh my microwave stopped working today <laughs> And I found this out when I put a bag of popcorn in, put it on for a minute 45, as yeah. one does. Um, I know you're not supposed to walk away from popcorn, but we all do it. If, if you say, if, if right now you're saying you don't, you're lying to me. So goodbye. Right. Um, don't walk away from it at work. Sure. Yeah, no. Because I'm going to take your popcorn. Everybody's going to suffer if you mess that up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anywho. Um go back after like a minute 30 because I'm like okay well you know let's go listen yeah. for the popping to stop yeah. it's a flat bag of popcorn kernels it's there's there, it's not even hot in the microwave oh. it's not even like a like a oh I tried it's oh. a well I spun it around so tonight tonight like for dinner I I I know there's a lot of people who say that like cooking in microwaves are not healthy yeah. I do a lot of microwave cooking. It's a lot of, like, I steam, that's how I steam my vegetables. So I steam them in the microwave, whatever. Um, I had to learn how to cook, like, reheat stuff in an oven and on a stovetop. And I'm like, this is awful. Why did it take me 40 minutes to prepare leftovers? Yeah. Yeah. I know people that are, you know, they reheat stuff on the stove. Mm -hmm. They try not to use the microwave. I think it's just the old school thing, like, just they grew up without it grew up yeah. that way sure and but no 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 i actually um one of my friends co-workers mm-hmm. i guess he, i guess we could call him my friend too and a friend extension yeah um he made me the little um it's almost like a little hot pad for your bowl so you can put your bowl your food in your bowl and then mm-hmm. put your bowl in this thing and then put the thing in the microwave so you're not trying to pull out a hot bowl it's its own little warm little cozy cozy thing and i love it i want to like curl up next to it oh i i mean it they're in full rotation okay good 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 yeah i love them so much and they're actually it's reversible too you know it's got a cute pattern on the inside cute pattern on the outside oh yeah oh, that's nice yeah 
I, I was super impressed that this over 50 year old man sewed these up for me. Sure. Like, yeah. how sweet is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a pretty cool invention. Yeah. Cause I heart microwaves. I heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. did I tell you what I want to invent? What? Okay. Patent pending. Patent pending. Copyright me. Right. Meow. Yeah. Um, so like I put, I put, um, like, sunscreen on every day. Yeah. But the one spot I can't reach is, is back here. Uh-huh. Now, they make they make roll-on things for, like, but you have to, like, put the sunscreen in a thing. Uh-huh. I don't want to put sunscreen in it every day. Plus, I don't want it, like, sitting in this thing, getting gunked up every day. Right. So, like, I want to try to figure out how to take this sil- silicone makeup sponge yes. thing that I have that I don't use for makeup yeah. and I want to like duct tape it to a stick and yeah. then I can like just tap the sunscreen on, on the one spot on my back that I can't get to. Yeah. Like, because uh, I don't want a rolly thing. Right. I just need like a dabby thing. Because you don't need like a paint roller for your back. No. Although. I did read an article that said you could do that. I also read another article that said you could take a toilet brush Unused, preferably. Yeah. And a clean wash rag. And you could, like, wrap it around the this toilet brush and, like, it'll rub it on, too. And I'm like, I don't... I almost feel like the best combination would be, like, you know, the grabbers, the claws. Mm. Something similar to that. Yes. And then, like, so, like, grab you could take the sponge it. and toss that away or wash it, whatever. It, yeah, it's Put one of the silly sponges. Like, you could just wash it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to invent. I need that for my fake tanning stuff, too. Well, and the sunscreen that I put on every day, it's it's one of those, like, Hawaiian tropics or, yeah. or Australian golds or whatever. Yeah. And it's one of those where, like, I can... And, like, I can even reach behind my back and, like... Yeah. I can touch my hands when I'm yeah. standing. But I can't get sunscreen back there. Yeah. But I get everywhere else. But there's just this one... And it's, like, right where my tattoo is on my back. Uh-huh. So, like, I actually do need some SPF back there. Right. Yeah. I... Maybe, like, something that's, like, a hand. Oh. Oh, that would be not... Oh, you could pat yourself on the back. Oh, tell yourself you did a good Give job. Give yourself a back... Oh. Okay. Because I can already put a gold star on my forehead. So, after... <laughs> after we're done with this podcast... Mm-hmm. I'll get the sponge what, out. Yeah, that's what we're right. going to work on. Okay. Okay. Right. Cool. Good talk. We'll be millionaires one way or another. Uh, when we're millionaires, are we going to shoot somebody? I hope so. <laughs> what? Wait, no. I no. mean, no. No, no. 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 There you go. No? That's the right answer. <laughs> like, question mark, just in case. Um, I mean, if need be. Sure. Sure. Or if uh, our can, can we shoot mental somebody in, like, health cold goes blood? unchecked. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like we're trying to transition into a documentary here. Hmm. <laughs> we could be. <laughs> but guess what? What? This is What's in, in the, the queue. queue with it, Chris, Shauna, and Emily. That's me. And, and that's me. You. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we are Not Your Mom's Netflix. Nope. And um, I gotta say, it's so much easier to be on Netflix. Oh, it's glorious. Although. There's no comments. I did get the warning today that my Netflix is going up to 13 something blah blah blah. Uh, see, I don't pay for the Netflix. I just, I just use it. <laughs> well, now they're gonna kick you off Netflix. No, no, well, no, because it's like my boyfriend's account. Oh well, I mean, like I, you know, well, some it's like a family account. In a way, you're paying for it. 
I wasn't going to make that joke because he listens to the podcast, but you can make that joke all day. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and it said on there, you know, it's going up. That way we can bring you more titles that you love, more things that you love, something to they that They say effect. that, but, I mean, let's not forget that literally any of the remaining Disney content on Netflix is going away to the Disney streaming service. Oh, which I am so getting. Maybe. Um... I'm sorry, what? Everything Disney ever, everything Marvel ever, everything well, Star Wars ever. that's what they said that they were going to do with Netflix, and they never did. Yeah, but Disney actually owns all this stuff. So they're like, yeah, all right, give us money. We'll give you this stuff. And all I'm right. like, yeah, Disney put it in my veins. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe. We'll I did see co- how much of it. I did convince my kid tonight that Disney was going to buy Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they probably will. I was like, well, maybe eventually. <laughs> they... I- they own everything. They're going to own all the rest of it, too. We're owned by Disney. Oh, my God. I wish. I mean, technically, we are because we buy their crap. This is true. Yeah. In, like, I, a capitalist sense. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Where's Liz the Disney? Uh, Anywho. So, so. We, uh, we're going back to uh, Listener Stephen's suggestion list. which And we had we had talked about doing this one as well. Yeah. But uh, Stephen suggested this one to us. And, um, oh, boy. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. I think I cried five times. Hey, we're going to talk about Team Foxcatcher. <laughs> because, boy, howdy, what a good documentary. Yes. And I love, like, I mean, I think it was very well done. Oh, it was gorgeous talk. Uh, to uh, to include as much 90s home video as it did. Yes. Gorgeous doc. Yes. Yeah. I would like to start the petition now mm. to change uh, the wrestlers' uh, uniforms. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why other than look at all my muscles and here's my tiny penis. <laughs> but, like, there's got to there's gotta be a reason why it... A wrestling singlet is shaped that way. There is no good reason for it. Wrestlers, I'm sure you're listening. Yeah. What is the... I, I I would consider it a part of my education if you could tell me. Explain to better be a really good reason. Like, I assumed it had something to do with, like, getting a grip on your opponent. Or, like, you know, preventing your, uh, your opponent from getting a grip on you. It just looks like, to me, like, somebody had some bicycle shorts and... They got worn out, and they got some holes on the side, and they were like, well, what am I going to do with these loose holes? I know. I'm going to put them over my shoulders. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty accurate. It's super accurate. To, to an outside observer, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> or um, a really, really stretched out bathing suit from the 20s. It's very Borat. It, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or I should say Borat is very wrestling. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the wrestling singlet came before Borat. Most definitely. <laughs> but anywho, so guess what? We're talking about wrestling. Kinda. Well, kinda. <laughs> um, I will ask real quick before we dive any further into this. Let's do it. I thought we were done with cults. Well, yeah. Um, because... There was a point in this documentary where I kind of asked myself, is this a cult? This is kind of a cult. There's some cult-like aspects well, remember to how this wrestling camp. We kind of so. talked about, you know, we're all kind of in a bunch of little cults throughout mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. 
So, yes, I definitely feel like this is a little cult-slash-family-compound-esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really in the sports world, like, you know, I think of, like, MMA, like, when they go to their training camps and stuff like that. Okay. They're staying there. Mm-hmm. They're... Bonding? They're doing something. I don't know. They're working out. They're training. I just don't want to be around people. You're on like the short list of people I want to be around. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Or this is awkward Mm -hmm. in this tiny closet. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. So let's let's dive into uh, the story of John E. Dupont mm. and the murder of Olympic wrestler Dave Schultz. R.I.P. I mean, he was a good-looking dude. Little on the furry sweater side. Look, some people have that as a type. <laughs> yeah. Some people date people who wear a sweater all year. I mean, if that's <laughs> under what their you're shirts, into. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying <laughs> he's a little hairy. Well, especially for like a wrestler. I with wrestlers, I always think of like. Completely shorn bodies and well, like. Well, I smooth feel like that probably muscles. hurts sometimes, right? Like you gotta pull. You know he's pulled a nipple hair. <laughs> That's two snorts. Not, two <laughs> snorts, and we're fifteen minutes in. <laughs> not to speak ill of those that have passed on. Well, no. And we would, but I mean, he's he's pretty hairy. He was warm year round. Let's, um, let's just move on. So, like, the documentary opens up, and it totally reminded me of American Horror Story Roanoke. Did you, did you get to watch that season? Yes. Um, like, just that, that house, like, pulling up to the house out in the middle of the woods, uh-huh. and, you know, a quaint little home, and, you know, just, and then, like, cutting into how overgrown it had become, and, like, <gasps> like it, it, was kind of, it was kind of a scary start to a doc. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so... The DuPont family is one of the most wealthiest families in our country, long yeah, history. They're, they're um, one of our, as close as we're going to get to royalty. Yeah. Um, and John DuPont um, was in Pennsylvania and had a at least 2,000 acre estate. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it, I mean, it had it all. Okay. It had... All these different houses. It had stables. It had pool. I mean, it had had the Grand Manor up on the hill. Yeah, Um, it reminded me of like a like a feudal lord setup, like where you know you had the manor on the hill, and then you had all your tenants Mm -hmm. who paid rents, and and you know you could rent out land for hunting and and sportsmanship and stuff like that. I mean, when you got two thousand acres, you can. There's a lot lot. you can do. So um, to talk a little bit about John. he was, you know, basically an only child. His siblings were older, um, and growing up in this uber crazy rich family, this this life, you know, they talk about he ate his meals in his room with his nanny yeah, or like whatnot. Yeah, like his nanny nurse. Yeah. Um, until he was like thirteen. Um, I think kind of always had those struggles of. Um, fitting in socially, I mean, a he was pretty much reclused. Yeah, like when when you grow up alone without social interactions, like you're not gonna be an average human. Yeah, I mean, I I 
can't foresee uh, a Mother DuPont like going like, oh, let's go have a play date while we drink Starbucks. Right. This is just not how it is. That's more of our, that's more our style. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, he, and growing up in this super wealthy stuff, you know, he talked about um, having to make an appointment to see his own dad. Yeah, but his dad wouldn't honor the appointment. So right. So it's fine. Like, I'm, so, su- I'm sure that didn't hurt him. At all, in any shape or form. Right. <laughs> um, very, very close with his mother. And it, the way they kind of talked about in this documentary that she, I think, kind of like really corralled him and kept Cracked the whip under her wing. Definitely. Um, I, I got a, uh, a Skinner, Principal Skinner and Mrs. Skinner vibe yeah. out of it. Mother. <laughs> uh, yeah. If your child refers to you as mother be concerned um i don't know if you've heard of this guy called hitchcock um he did a little movie called psycho yeah he he made this little movie (laughs) maybe you've heard of it um so um just just so you know if your kid talks to you like that yeah take him to talk to somebody yeah i mean you know that's fine um john had always been into athletics despite having zero to little athletic ability himself. Yeah. Um, but he specifically got into wrestling to piss off his mom yeah. as, as kind of a way to like strike out on his own, to, to have something that was his own. That wasn't something that she, uh, corralled him into doing. I don't want to say forced, right. corralled him into doing it. It was wrestling that a lot of the wrestlers and coaches in the doc talk about how wrestling wasn't something that wealthy aristocratic people did well wrestling was something that the lower classes did mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it was not a prestigious sport like fencing or or what's the horsey riding stuff polo polo but no but like the th- dressage oh. that's the actual word the thing where you make the horses jump over the bars and stuff oh. i pulled oh. that one out of my butt what's the equestrian yeah like equestrian well, I arts i don't know yeah things. whatever um so John pulls in a guy named Dave Schultz and Dave Schultz was the wrestler when it came to, um, but when we say wrestling, we mean like the actual wrestling, not the male derived soap opera that we talked about in, in glow. Um, like the actual wrestling where like you actually pick someone up and flop them on the ground and you actually have a winner and a loser, not a staged story. Yeah. Um, but Dave Schultz was, like they called him one of the best. They called him like this hippie, fun-loving guy. Mm-hmm. He had he had this hilarious shuffle bounce thing that he would do to get into the ring or circle or on the mat or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it would always throw people off because he looked like this old man, like shuffling to the shuffling to the mat, and then he would whoop your ass. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. They talked about that. Dave was actually the '83 world champ. Um. 84 Olympic uh, contender, um, and for wrestling, he was the seven-time national champion. So when you talk about a great wrestler, he was the bee's knees. He was the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, now, apparently in the wrestling scene at that time, this is like, is it, this is late 80s, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're in the Cold War with Russia. Um, the Soviets... And the United States had, you know, uh, had uh, a lot of animosity in their in their wrestling. It was uh, competitiveness in mm-hmm. their wrestling, um, and the Soviets would win time after time after time. And the reason is because 
they had state-funded athletic teams. Mm -hmm. So these guys, these young guys, when it came time to go get married and have kids and stuff like that, they wouldn't have to leave the sport to go support their family. The government was supporting them. Mm -hmm. Whereas in America, once you got to a certain age, you got married, you had kids, wrestling doesn't pay money. Uh Uh-uh. You have to pay to train. Mm -hmm. So these guys would have to quit. So Every, you know, every two or three years, we have an entirely new crop coming in. They're, uh, they're not as experienced as the ones who just left. And they're going against these Soviets that have been wrestling for 10, 15 years and have the experience and know how to work the mat. Right. And we just couldn't top that. Right. So that was, you know, and that's exactly where John was like, well, I'll, I'll I, I pay you a salary. Yeah, I, I got I'll money. give you a place to live for you and your family. Yeah, I'm gonna build a million dollar training facility on my property. Right, the farm. Right, but down on the farm. Down I mean, on this the is farm. Pennsylvania, and it it is rural Pennsylvania. It's wealthy rural Pennsylvania, but it is Pennsylvania. Right, and then you know, and also too to John, you know, he wanted to be the jock. Yes, he, he wanted to be good at sports. He wanted to have that bro brotherhood camaraderie and all that stuff so he wanted the family side of it yeah if if we want to be nice if we want to be nice to john dupont for five seconds he wanted a family well hey in the beginning of all of this just like john is portrayed in a good way yeah just like every cult eccentric (laughs) he's a little weird very eccentric rich 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 people are weird like it makes sense right and 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 we'll, we'll get more into that dave really wanted to go to the Olympics. Well, sure. Um, you got this guy at your doorstep saying, hey, I'm going to pay you to work for your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Who's not going to take that? Right. Well, and and I think Dave just really overall loved the sport. And he was like, well, doing this would help the sport. Yeah. It helped me, help my family, help my friends. Dave loved the sport so much. Dave loved wrestling so much that he learned Russian. Yes. So he could, like, read the Russian coach's lips and, like, get tips from them. Because he knew that they were better coaches. Yes. That's how much Dave Schultz loved wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, and to to further get some more um, prestige and some really good wrestlers. I mean, uh, he got a lot of really great wrestlers top in the sport yeah. from all over, different levels. Um, and one of those uh, was this... Dude from Bulgaria, Valentin Jordanov. Jordanov. Yeah. You know, that one. Yeah. Um, you can add some more syllables this way. <laughs> um, and, you know, he left Bulgaria with his family and joined Team Foxcatcher. And... Which, I mean, to be fair, like late 80s, early 90s Bulgaria, like, I get it. Probably not a great I, place. I mean,. I get it. I would totally leave too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> if someone was like, "Hey, you want to move to California and we'll, you know, I'll pay you a salary blah blah blah." I'd oh be like, "Okay. God, yeah. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> to be better than Indiana. Like our <laughs> Yeah. You know what? No, I'm not even going to go into more than that. Um, so Dave and uh Valentine, they Valentine, they became BFFs. Yes. I heart you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh yeah. It was oh, adorable. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they like cute. they both spoke Russian. Because, you know, at that time, Bulgaria was basically part of... Like, yeah. If it wasn't specifically part of the Soviet, it was influenced by... Right. Um, and, you know, Valentin didn't really speak English. So it was it was nice to have somebody that you could openly communicate mm-hmm. with. Well, and like every single person in this documentary said, 
Dave was just that kind of instant friend guy. Instant best friend. Yeah. Like and he, he made everyone feel like that. Yeah. It wasn't like me who has like two people that I talk to on a regular basis <laughs> and then the rest of everyone can just die. Okay. Um, you're on the list. Don't I worry. am so happy. I am one of those. Can you two. tell I've had one of those weekends? <laughs> Did you work today? No, God, oh, no. Oh, no, you know, you didn't. Duh. Oh, God, no. No. Oh, no. I, you I guys are crazy that work today. You're yeah. crazy. I mean, double, I love ti- you, but double time is nice, but uh, so are having wrists that work. Right. So it's taking a shower and sitting down on your couch for longer than 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I got to whip someone with the bone spine. Don't worry about it. Um, so, like, John set up this wrestling utopia. And this is yeah. about the part in my notes where I'm like, this is a cult. Because they had all these testimonial videos from the early 90s. So it yeah. had that, like, grainy VHS t- uh, quality to yeah. it. And it's all these guys going like, well, John DuPont really helped m- me out because he's just a great guy and he's great for wrestling. And look, okay, I get that these guys, they're 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 not known for their academics. Okay, I know that their main function is to just you know pick people up and flip them and wrestle, and that's mm-hmm. their thing. And they are they're these big muscly dudes. Like I get it. Right. Those videos looked like cult testimonial videos. I'm willing to bet that John was on the other side of that camera. Uh huh. And they're like holding a big bag of money, of yeah. money with a They're dollar like, sign on it. This dude is paying. Yeah. F- my life. Yeah. My family's this guy's life. Funding everything. Life. Yeah. So, yeah. We love John. John. We love John. 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 <laughs> if John can't eagle, do it, no go, one can. Eagle, go. Go, eagle, go. Yeah. Yeah, they called him Eagle. That was his that was his wrestling uh... nickname. Um and like even early in the doc, everybody starts talking about, well, you know, like John's just one of those funny guys, you know? He's just a little he's just a little weird sometimes, you know? Right. Which you can literally only get away with if you are fucking rich. Right. Well, I think in the beginnings too maybe, you know, it wasn't all full-blown. Because I'll I'll tell you from what I know about what I'm assuming John has uh-huh. is bipolar. Yes. <laughs> As a non-clinical specialist yeah. without any sort of medical training or anything like that. Yes. Very much smacked of bipolar. Yeah. So, and with bipolar, hey, even, you know, maybe you're on a super high. Sure. You're pretty fun to be around, maybe. Sure. And, and oh you're gosh, generous. You're hilarious. Here's your money. Yeah. Here's this million dollar place. Yeah. You know, we're having a good time. Yeah. And then, and then the pendulum swings. Yeah. And then he probably had neutral days. And sure. then, you know, he had, he probably didn't have big, huge ones. Sure. Ups and downs all the, the time. At the beginning, right. But. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, and we'll talk about the chemical, chemically enhanced uh, yeah. varieties of mood here in a yeah. minute. Um, and so. Another little tidbit that is very, very relevant to know about John and this whole situation mm-hmm. is um, this is a small town, Newtown Square. Yes. Which when they first said Newtown Police, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Which Newtown? No, not that Newtown. Okay. Um, and with that, 
John and the DuPont family, I'm sure for a very long time, have contributed heavily to the town, well, including, I don't know, the police? Um, well, and, and, you know, as the, as the document, as the DuPont produced clip from the documentary that they, that they made for their own mm-hmm. family, well, we've been on this land for three quarters of a century. Yes. That's only 75 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that sounds um, longer the other way. Uh, no, like, John was a reserve police officer. He got paid a dollar a year to have a uniform, uh-huh. and he could, you know... Right along with the cops if he wanted. He let them use uh, his helicopter. The sergeant lived on the property. Yeah, yeah. Was it the, was it a, a yeah. police, it was like the, it was the police chief. Like the yeah. Newtown Square police chief rented property on the DuPont estate. Yeah. And he was the one who ran the, the hunting mm-hmm. and, you know, decided who could and who could not hunt on the property. And when oh, they yeah. Were gonna do they it. did yeah. their, um, their firearms training on the property. Right. Um, the, you know. There was one allegation, and this is unconfirmed, mm-hmm. but there was one allegation that the DuPonts even paid for the bulletproof vests for the Newtown Square SWAT team, mm-hmm. or for that county SWAT team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Basically, well, which which is not a bad thing to do. It's it is philanthropically not a bad thing to do. But but when it creates this. Um, I'm above the police. Yeah. And or, the police are like, it's cool because he's paid for all of us. So we're going to just let him do what he wants to yeah. do. Again, it all boils back down to, well, you know, John's a little funny. Yeah. Um, no, to the point where John even, it, and this may not be a big deal to a lot of people, but John flew the team Foxcatcher flag above the United States flag. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people that's like, Flag above all, this flag, you know, this flag is sacred and blah, blah, blah. But there, there are a couple things yeah. that in, an, in the United States, it's actually technically illegal to do. Yeah. And, and flying a flag above the United States flag is technically illegal. I didn't know it was illegal. It's against the, uh, uh, it's against U.S. code. Cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a U.S. code specifically for the flag and I'm blanking on the number. Well... Um, I mean, and, and, and to go on that side, you know, there's a whole lot of things that are against the law to do to our flag that we do all the time. This is true. Like this is apparel, true. napkins, yep, plates, <laughs> everything. bandanas, yeah. bikinis. Please don't wear an American no, flag don't. thong. Just Ew. please don't. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> anywho's, anywho's. No, it was just, it's all privilege. Privilege, yeah. privilege, privilege. Everything about the DuPont and, and I wrote in my notes, I'm like, the DuPont family is what happens when you fuck your cousins and aggregate your wealth. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what happens when you marry your cousins, keep having kids with your cousins, and okay. don't dis- redistribute your wealth. Um, yeah. I so, mean... God, I, I, have, I have stuff in my notes. I, I started yelling in my notes because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm yelling about how he was hunting out of his car. Yeah. Out of a moving vehicle, which is also against the law. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not fucking fair. Go fuck yourself. Go stand out in the cold and hunt a goddamn deer. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I know I, I know you guys. Look, hunting is hunting. You're going to eat the meat. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But go stand out in a fucking field and do it. Don't hunt from a car. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to say is 
gonna sound like I should be a vegan. Okay. And I love meat. Okay. I love meat. I love it. So like, I don't think hunting's really fair. Okay. (laughs) Like, I think if we want to make it sporting, a sport, Mm -hmm. you should be running (laughs) and you should have a knife or you should choke them out. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Give the deer a chance. (laughs) And I... (laughs) <laughs> I have a, a coworker that has a farm also, and she's like showing me all these pictures of these sweet little goats and the mm-hmm. da, da, da. And I was like, you're going to kill oh, yeah, them, aren't you? Goat. And she's like, yeah. That's like, goats are dicks. No, they're adorable. They're babies. Yeah, but they're dicks too. <laughs> I'm like, I, I couldn't have a farm because we would just have a million old ass animals because That's I'd be fine. like, we're not killing them. That's fine. But I love meat. I don't, I, what's wrong with no, it's nothing wrong. I just, I personally feel that if you are going to eat meat, you should at least have the decency to look it in the eye before you eat it. Like, that's how I pay my well, respect. I look at it that's how I think at the, the grocery store and I'm like, you you're going to be me. really good once you're all cooked up. Yeah, you died for me. Thank you yeah. for continuing my life force and I will, I will, I'm gonna I will to... feed the earth when I am dead too. Either I'm going to have to stop bitching about animal murders <laughs> Or I'm going to have to stop eating meat. You could take small... Like, I've taken small steps where, like, the makeup that I buy, yeah. I'm trying to focus more on, like, vegan and cruelty-free makeup. Yeah, I do. Um, Like, there's some small steps that you could do. Yeah. I do all the things. But I'm going to eat a double bacon cheeseburger. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, like, the more not... bacon, the better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow, we went way far away. Sorry. From um, no, so, so, but it is... It's like the DuPont estate is its own little universe. Yeah, and they actually talk about that, you know, that um, John's mansion is the sun, Mm -hmm. and the rest of the houses and properties are the planets orbiting it, and the closer you get to the sun, the bigger chance you have to get burned is is the reference. So a lot of guys were, like, staying away from the house, but not Dave. There there was a core group of, like, Dave and Valentine and a guy named Robbie and and another guy named uh, Dan... Shade, I think yeah. is how you say it. And if you saw the movie, I'm pretty sure that one was Channing Tatum. Yeah. Which, we'll talk about the movie at the end. Um, But yeah, but like, once John's paranoia started ramping up, that's when that metaphor really became accurate. Yeah. Um, John, it was found out later, doing a lot of coke. And I know we learned from Jim Jones, drugs plus a little bit of paranoia turns into a lot of fucking paranoia, turns into I'm going to hire a bunch of ex-FBI SWAT and Secret Service guys for my security detail, turns into, hey, there's people in my walls, go investigate that, turns into tearing walls down, looking for tunnels, digging holes in the yard, turns into videotaping your front lawn for seven hours and then reviewing the tape. And thinking you see people, thinking you see people dressed up like deer. This? No. Oh, hold on. This documentary scared the shit out of me. Did you see it? I didn't see it till today. Same. We're not going to tell you. No. You'll see it. Watch. Because there's... There is a moment. I'm not crazy. No. I'm not crazy. What? You... No, John. I really did see somebody out there in the field. I really did see somebody out there in the field, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, it's getting, but the point is everything is getting weirder. It's getting worse. Yeah. It's just got that vibe, man. Like things are just off. 
Yeah. And definitely, um, like I said, with me, my opinion of him being bipolar, um, getting into that manic state. And when you get into your manic state, like a low mania, guess what? You feel like you're outside of the circle. Mm -hmm. You feel like the people that love you and really care about you are now your enemy. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Um, things, I know what you did. Yeah. Thinking that Dave was legitly in his wall spying on him. Yeah. Like within the wall. Not like listening at the door no. or creeping on a window, but literally in a wall. Coming through tunnels that were underneath the ground. Right. And, like, Robbie, one of the wrestlers, uh, he he was one of the core group that mm -hmm. was, was, like, in the inner circle. He was like, why don't these security guys just tell him, John, no, buddy, there's nobody in your walls. And the security, the security guy really pissed me off. His name's Patrick. Yeah. He was the head of security at, at the DuPont estate. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, well, it wasn't my job to tell him that he was wrong or anything. It, it was my job to investigate. Which. So I investigated. Here's here's the two things I think went through his mind. Yeah, money. Money number one, <laughs> because we're gonna get paid all this extra money paid. for yeah. doing all this stuff. Oh, you digging want us up to his yard. get contractors out here on yeah. a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, sure. No, we can pay him double time. You're gonna pay me double time too. Right. And here's the other thing: if John is literally like somebody's in my wall, somebody's in my wall, somebody's in my wall, somebody's right. in my wall. All right. Well, I'll bust down your wall. Right. And I'll show you yeah. that nobody's in there. So I think it was a little bit of both, but most definitely pandering to the rich guy who's paying your bills. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely played a big role. Um, so then he got um, freaked out about black. Okay. okay. Take a breather, guys. All right. Get prepared for this. Okay. So there was a time when John decided that black meant death. Mm -hmm. It was death. It is death. Black is death. So, um, no black shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, you with the black car, sell it. I don't want to yep. see a black car on my estate. Um, all these horses that my family has been raising for generations, no more black ones. Mm -mm. Um, hey, all those black wrestlers that I paid. Yeah, you're fired. <sighs> they gone. That's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. And it, it was, should have been, uh, like, and even the um, guys so um, that were all like, that should have been, yeah. like, the final thing for us to go, uh, yeah. something's really wrong. Yes. And they didn't. No. Well, and, like, the 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 couple of athletes, I know um, uh, Kevin Jackson was one of them. Mm -hmm. Kevin Jackson was, like, an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. And he and a couple of the other guys were looking at the USA Wrestling Association like, uh, y'all. Dudes. What the fuck? What is it, right. Why aren't you doing anything? And the USA Wrestling guys, in the documentary, they're, as they're getting interviewed, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, well, we, we probably, I mean, like, we maybe should have done something for We should have, but then we're like, wow, all the money... Yeah. He gives us fucking privilege. We kind of felt like our hands were tied. No, you pissed yeah. out because you saw money. Yeah. Um. So it's about this time that like the coke, uh, really starts ramping up. Uh, John becomes like super nocturnal, and yeah. he just 
doesn't sleep because apparently that's what coke makes you do. Have you ever done coke? I've no. never done coke. No. Um, I I heard I heard this one guy talking about how every uh, fragrance company, every every um, perfume company, like men's cologne company, they have their cocaine smell. Like there's one fragrance that always smells like cocaine, and now I'm like. Well, how do you smell cocaine without, you know, like, Smelling cocaine? Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> um, I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But, um, but like, like we were saying, there's this core group of the wrestlers that are honestly reaching out to John because John is making an effort to be a part of their lives, to be mm-hmm. a part of wrestling, to support this dream that they all have. And it's guys like Dave valentine robbie dan and they all kind of like they all kind of take turns hanging out with john but with john's increasing paranoia and and john's i almost want i i can't clinically call it obsessive compulsiveness but it had a touch of obsessive compulsiveness where he would fixate on one individual over the others. And like the way they kind of gave the chronology of the, of the whole timeline was like when it all started, it was John was fixated on Robbie and then John was fixated on Dave and then John was fixated on Val. And then it was all about Val for, Oh, it was so much about Val that John decided he was Bulgarian, even though DuPont is like, Super French, like say Francais, s'il vous plaît, like uber yeah. French, like super awesome, all the way French. Did you get the vibe that maybe John was in the closet? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, I didn't know if I was just over. Well, and we can ignore the homoerotic tendencies that are inherent in wrestling. About that, no, no, but there is. I mean, like it's two dudes, it's two dudes touching each other. Well, um, I didn't catch it until he was until they started talking about how obsessed with Val he was. Yeah, and And maybe maybe, and you know what? Maybe it wasn't even sexual. Maybe it was just emotionally obsessed with someone. You know, we we talked about how you watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yes, and you know, in in that show, one of the one of the themes between all three seasons is you know when Rebecca, the main character, the Crazy Ex Girlfriend, (laughs) is is in we'll say in love with someone yeah she becomes obsessed with them yeah it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual it it can be it doesn't right. have to be but mentally and emotionally she is fixated on one person right and i saw a lot of that in john oh yeah most definitely um yeah i mean john's uh already uh poor mental health along with the not sleeping along with this obsession a thousand guns along with this coke and alcohol he started seeing bugs he had bugs yeah. on his skin he had bugs, bugs in, the wood, in the wood furniture. yeah like and he was like oh this beautiful glossy shine is because of these worm bug thingies that are yeah, apparently in the wood bug poop makes wood shine yeah i mean it seems um, legit i'm sure google would prove that <laughs> he was talking they were talking about that um, he got to the point where he was, like, draping himself in red and calling himself the Dalai Lama. Which, I mean, he has... We're going to bring that back up in a minute. Okay. Because, no, like, keep elaborating, but I want to go back to that topic after the thing happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, he... I mean, he, he has totally detached 
from reality at this point. Yes. He starts carrying his gun around, um, and they show the this one video oh my God. of okay. him. What gun was that? Do you know? I don't even know what kind it of gun was... it is. It's uh, it's it was a very short, compact. It almost it had a semi. It had a semi-automatic yeah. feel to it. But honestly, I don't. I know. I'm not that big of a gun I, nerd. Like it's on the tip of my tongue of what I think it is. But anyways, so it shows him like stepping out of like his sliding glass door. Yeah, just like on the back porch, shooting up at a tree. Then he starts like to look at it. He's like lowering it down to the ground and like looking at it. He fires again. Yes, and he totally acts. I don't know. I almost got the sense of he almost didn't realize that he did that and he heard another shot and he started shooting again mm-hmm. until the gun See, was See, now I got a feel it... of, oh shit. Yeah. I fucked up. Let me, I, I meant to do that. Yeah. And he raised his gun. Raised his gun. I and then he just so like. so fucking pissed off at that. Back, back inside. Oh. I got so, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a gun nerd. Sorry, no. I thought I had my phone on silent. I'm not a gun nerd. But I take weapon safety super fucking seriously. It was really sorry about that. You're popular. It was beat into my head literally by the army. Did I ever tell you about about the first time I fired an M16? (laughs) No. Okay. I am a suburban princess. Everyone should know this. I did not grow up in the country. did not grow up around weapons of any sort except Mm -hmm. for gossip because I was Irish Catholic and that's what we do. Um, And... So my first time on the range firing an M16, I jumped every time I squeezed the trigger. Yeah. My drill sergeant kicked me in the head. I had a helmet on, don't worry. Kicked me in the head and said, Park! That's my main name. Yeah. Quit fucking jumping! Well, and I quit fucking jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But, but like, weapon safety and, 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 like, muzzle control... Muzzle discipline. Uh, it well, was beat just into being a me. Fucking aware, dude. Just being aware of. <laughs> don't walk around with your fucking finger on the trigger unless you are ready to fire. Like that shit was beat into me, literally. Right, and I have not never been in the military, and I know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, can I just say, like, knowing you, mm-hmm. I would never in ten billion years ever picture you in the military. Yeah. So, like, I almost feel like you have this, like, total split. Like, this was my life here. And, you know, like, almost like your evil twin sister. She was... Well, okay. So, I think the reason... The reason why I... I think that is, is when it came to why I joined the army, I did it for the money. Right. It was transactional for me. Right. So, this whole 13-year experience of me being in the military, like... It was it was for the money. It was not for love of God and country. It it was, oh, you're gonna pay my college. You're tuition? not supposed to say that. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't get. Listen, we can talk about all all you want, but like, wait, did you hear that knock downstairs on the door? Ha ha ha. <laughs> no, but it. But, no, they already paid my college tuition. I don't care. Yeah. Um. But it. But it was. It was transactional. So I didn't. Ha- I. There was always that part of me that was like, well, I'm just doing it for the money, so I'm just gonna do it. Right. You but know? it's just. It still just seems so. Not you. I know. Like, I know. so not you. I was you. one of those weird, like, like not hippie girls in the military. Right. But at the same time, like, I would still be sitting in the back corner like, no, oh, that's a horrible idea. We're going to figure out another way to do that. 
Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. So now um, we're totally in the free fall of John. Um, you know, he's he's lost touch. He's walking around with his gun like tucked in his armpit. Yeah, just like walking around with a pistol like all the time. Which again, on anyone else, fine. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It's on your property, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um so then we get into uh Dan. Yes. Dan Shade. Which <sighs> bro. Broski. Bro. Broski dude. Yeah. My dude bro. Yeah. Dude bro. Bro. Bro 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 bro. Um I loved Dan. Dan yeah. was awesome. Seems Dan, like a cool dude. Yeah, Dan was one of the wrestlers. Cool dude. I don't even know why. No, it doesn't say. I don't even think Dan knows why. No. John got it in his head. Dan was in, Dan was his enemy. <laughs> yeah. And had to go. Um, wanted Dan to move off the property, but didn't tell Dan. Sent his attorney to tell Dan. <laughs> Which sent I love. A, like what a rich. Elitist, rich asshole thing to do. Talk to my lawyer. Oh Oh, my god. Um, sent a U-Haul. Parked it out front of his house. Had a U-Haul parked out in front of Dan's house. On this is on the property. Yeah. Um, and Dan's like, I, I don't. Is that for me? Right. And I think it was (laughs) like half of it was he was kind of like, well, screw you. I'm not going anywhere. And half of it was like. Well, that was kind of John. He would do these up and down, totally nonsensical things. Oh, John. Ha, ha, ha. It'll ha, blow ha, over ha, in a few days yeah, and he'll be, be back to Jolly John. I'm just going to keep wrestling. It'll be fine. <laughs> Rassle. Um, so that was all fine and dandy mm-hmm. until um, John walked into the training center and put a gun to Dan's head. Yeah. He was like, don't. Fuck with me. Get the fuck out of my house. Get Which, off my shit. But, I mean, me personally. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gone. Oh, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna back away slowly. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dan goes to the cops. <laughs> oh, that's just John. B. Oh, you know John. Silly little John. You know John. <laughs> Dan flies out to Colorado to go talk to the heads of USA Wrestling and they, to their credit, for five seconds, they do have a serious debate about it. Because it is a serious incident. Right. Um, half the, half the, the you know, major heads for USA Wrestling were like, well, you know, that's just John. And the other half were, no, we need to cut ties. Like, yeah. we'll find another money we'll, source. We'll lightly, like, slowly Let's just break back away. away. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then Dave. Dave. Man. Dave, man. Dave. this is the moment where I was like his fate was sealed at this moment it was fated to be this way and it's so awful that it is but Dave you know he's like man I got my little kids there I got my wife there my whole family on this farm if I thought for a minute that John was serious I'd be out yeah and everyone's like, oh, okay, okay, thanks, Dave. We love you, Dave. I do love Dave. So Dan does finally move out, and kind of maybe help explain this to me. So Dan packs all his stuff up in a van. No, he packs it up in the U-Haul. He does pack up the U-Haul. Yeah. Okay. He, I think he also had some things in his van too, but he packs up the U-Haul. He leaves with the U-Haul parked his van at Dave's house. That's it. Okay. So that 
piqued John's interest. Mm-hmm. John was under the impression that Dan was still on the property. Yeah. And Dan did come back for a minute yeah. just to grab a couple things. And then, yeah. according to Dave, Dan Dan dipped. He yeah, was out. Yeah, he was gone. There's a lot of D's going on right here. Um, So, John, coked up, drugged up, al- dranked up, whatever. He's out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Goes to Dave's house. Yeah. Looking for Dan. Yeah. And Dave stops him on the porch. He's like, no. You cannot come into this house in this state. My kids are here. My wife is here. No. Yeah. Give me that gun. Which he does. Yeah. And then falls down in a drunken, drugged out stupor. Like you do. Cracks his nugget open. Also like you do. Seriously bad. Like they had to call the doctor to come stitch him up. They take John back home. He sleeps it off. Doesn't remember shit. Yeah. Wakes up the next morning. Like you said, doesn't remember. Ask uh, Robbie, that one wrestler. Yeah. What? What's up what, with my head? Why? Why? What does this why look this, like? Why does this hurt? Yeah. And Robbie's like, well, dude, it looked like you got hit by a bat. Now, coked up, drugged up, out of his fucking mind, out of John's mind, mm-hmm. that in his mind says, Dan hit me with a bat, baseball bat. Right. I'm pressing charges. Right. Um, he calls the cops and says, you know, uh... That Dan, you know, beat him and this and that. Um, they go and they talk to Dave, and Dave's like, "No, dude, this is what happened." You yeah, know, Dave, blah, Dave blah, clears blah. it up. Yeah, and so the cops are like, "Oh, okay." All well, right. oh, look, John's being weird again. Ha ha ha! Back off! Back off! Yeah. Back off! So at this point, once again, um, John is in this manic state, totally disconnected from reality. He's drugged out. He's drugged up. He's probably got a concussion, maybe. Who knows? Um, and he hates Dave now. Dave it, has betrayed him. He yeah. he lied How and said Dan he? didn't beat him when Dan beat him. Obviously. Durs. Yeah. Um, so, it, the, the, and this... This was an incident that even led to a little spat between Nancy and Dave. Nancy was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we we had words about this. I no longer felt safe on this property. Right. And Dave convinced me, look, wrestling or, you know, tryouts for the Olympics are in six months. Yeah. After that, we'll leave. We'll go back to California. Yeah. It'll be fine. I just, we just need to get Only through. six more months. Like, I, I, this, you know, and Nancy was like, look, it was probably going to be his last Olympics. Yeah. Based on his age. This this was it for him. Like this was this was the end. This, this was he was two days from retirement. Yeah. Like if this was a cop film, he would be two days from retirement. Yeah. Um, old man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So we're up to ninety six. I think this yeah. is like late January, early February, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. There's a huge snowstorm. Yeah. Blankets the property in snow. Um. John tells his head of security, "Hey, we've um." We've had a lot of property damage because of the ice and snow. I want to take you around. I want to show you everything so you can get your guys to fix it. Right. And Patrick, security guy, was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, get in the car. So they start driving around the property. Oh, but let us not forget the two items that John made sure he brought with him that day. Oh, my God, what were they? A video camera. What? And a gun. Oh, look at that. A handgun. Um, so they're driving around, blah, blah, blah. In the morning... Dave is at the gym. Um, uh, I didn't write his name down. The other Which guy one? That uh, talked to Dave that morning. Oh, 
I didn't write his name. Really nice fellow. Yeah, super sweet. Sorry, I didn't write your name down. Yeah. Um, he he sees Dave in the gym, and he's like, he has kids written on his forehead. Dave has kids written with marker on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, Dave, what's up with that? He was like, oh, that's so I don't forget to pick up my kids today. Do you think he wrote it backwards, or did he write, like, like, like kids? And then... <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. And, you know, the guy remarks, he's like, you don't really seem like the dude that's checking in the mirror a whole lot. So, and he's like, that's why I wrote it on my hand. And that dude broke down right then. Because that was the last thing that Dave ever said to him. And how, like, how, mm, that you wrote kids on the, uh. so yeah. So he works out. Good dude. Um, and then he heads back home to Nancy. They're having lunch. Yeah. All of a sudden, they hear a car pulling up, you know, so John gets up and he... Or Dave, go- Dave gets up. Sorry. Dave gets up, goes out to the front porch. He's like, oh, John's here. Which it's, is normal. It's John. Oh, okay. It's John. Totally normal. Um, All of a sudden... Bang. John just, just right out the car window, just boom. Like, like he's hunting a deer. Blasted him. And the uh, uh, security guy... He he's talking about like what did you just do as he's taking off his seatbelt and getting out of the car? Oh fuck yeah! I don't blame him on that. I'd no. get the fuck out. Yeah, I'd be outie. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. And then that's when John takes off, heads back to the mansion. He tells his other security guy, "The police will be coming. Don't let him in." Yeah, and closes the door. Good job, feudal lord. So meanwhile, we hear this awful, awful, awful nine one one call from Nancy. Oh, um, it's a fucking real nine one one call. Like, it's rough. It's not. It's not. Um. Um. Patty. Uh, no. Patty. What's her name? Uh. Patty Bennett. Uh, Ramsey. Patty Ramsey. It's not a fake nine one one call. Yeah. It's a real nine one one call. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say that that was my heaviest cry time was this whole moment. And then Nancy, you know, she's in this documentary a whole lot. You know, kind of rehashing everything, and she talks. She was about one of the producers. That oh yeah. So smart, you. Um, she talks about you know, at this point, Dave started making this breathing sound. This, this like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, that like pump up thing that you do. Yeah, like get pumped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and then, then he stopped. stopped. <laughs> and I just envision kids written on his forehead and, and on kids his written in his hand. Blood, blood in the snow. Oh. Uh, have you seen the movie? No! <laughs> it's... Sorry for yelling. It's okay. No, we, we can... Let's chat about it real quick right here before okay. we wrap up the doc. Um, it's fucking good. Steve Carell plays John DuPont. Ooh. Uh, Channing Tatum plays, I think, Dan. Okay. Mark Ruffalo Ooh. plays Dave. Mark Ruffalo... Mm. <laughs> I'm in. ...nailed... This role because he like he did the whole like like balding shaved head thing, he had he had the shuffle that like that hoppy oh, hippity hoppity shuffle thing that Dave did had it down fucking pat had oh. had like there's okay there's this posture thing that when Dave wasn't on when Dave was just like yeah. you know dadding around husbanding around yeah. you know just being a dude just being Dave like he had the he had this like laid back. Yeah. California dude posh. Almost like hunched over a little. Hunched over a little. Super like, like, like just Mark chill. Ruffalo nailed this role. I think Mark Ruffalo kind of walks like that naturally. Possibly. <laughs> now, 
the one that got me the most on the movie, mm. Steve Carell. Mm. Because, like, that posture that that DuPont had where, like, like, like hunched yeah. shoulders and, like, his head, his yeah. head's back just a little bit. Like, like the inbreeding just took a little bit of his neck vertebrae away. Slithers. And, and th- this is... I, I wanted to provide for the wrestling community because, I, you know, an athlete chooses whether to, to win or not in his mind before... Like, Ooh. I forgot... That it was Steve Carell. I bet that watching was that really movie. good for him. Oh, oh, I bet he did really good. He was amazing. I want you to watch. Can movie. we start removing reviewing movies? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Um, honestly, watch this documentary. Yeah. Go get your hands on Foxcatcher the movie. Um, I went to the theaters to see this one, just Ooh, like out of the fun. blue. Didn't know anything about <sighs> it. Sat there, watched Mark Ruffalo get shot. Um, Did so like. Crap, I can't remember if they did it or not. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm going to find it. I'm going to go watch find it. it. Go find it. Go watch it. Mm, okay. Um, it's so good. So good. Sorry, so I, I took us out there. Um, so then, you know, so so John's back in the mansion, all locked up to himself. Um, police and SWAT, I'm sure they casually strolled up to the place. Fucking privilege. Probably after lunch. Um, well, after they let him get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, they, they, the police talked about that they knew he had a crap ton of guns. Sure. They also knew he had his own, um, not, um. Like a safe, safe room. Safe room. Like yeah. Panic, panic room. room. That's, yeah. that's what I was looking for. Um, so, and, and they talk about at the same time, like right after this happened, you know, word spreading throughout the property, the farm. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think John shot Dave and, you know, initially they were kind of like, Oh, I'm sure oh, it was just an accident. accident. Like drop the gun or blah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Cause John always had a fucking gun on him. Right. And then they realized, Oh no. Oh. Um, so we got this standoff going and the news reporters are hammering the police. Oh, real yeah. Good. This is where we get that fan. And I wish, I wish I knew that reporter's name, but this one reporter was like, well, is it safe to say that the SWAT teams advancing on the house are wearing bulletproof vests provided by the DuPont family? And they're like, uh, uh, And that poor, uh. that poor old spokesman was like, um, I can't comment on that right now. <laughs> I'm supposed to remind you about the red Dalai Lama. Oh, so, so we get to hear some of the hostage negotiation phone calls. <laughs> and John was going on and on about how his holiness is present oh, yeah. and he needs to talk about diplomatic paperwork oh, yeah. and this is a sacred site. And I'm like, bro, no, you're rich, but no, no, no. He didn't have any diplomatic papers. No, he's literally just rich, which I <laughs> guess is kind of like a diplomatic. No, paper, he was but... born in America. He wouldn't have any diplomatic yeah. papers like that. Um, the the standoff does finally end. Uh, was it like a day and a half later, two days yeah, later, they, or something like that? They turn off the heat, right? And <laughs> that's John, what and got him. John's like, I'm really cold, guys. It's like, like really cold in here. I've got like three tracksuits on I, right now. I'm literally only skin and bones. <laughs> he, I, well, actually, I like, died 45 years ago. He literally was yeah. like, 
Yeah, like I could I could see making a and d villain character out of him of like a reanimated <laughs> corpse that like a wizard inhabits or something. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um so so they they're like talking with him and he's like, "Well, um I can go check it myself." Yeah, I'm like, I take oh, care of it. okay. Um, are you gonna come out with a gun? Oh no, 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 like, no, 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 no! I'm gonna I've go out the garden that. door, though. Okay, and they're and like, I'm, wear- I'm wearing, I'm wearing black with my Bulgaria flag on. Yeah. They're like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Which you door get the garden door? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay I okay. talked to my boss. That's cool. They're fine with you doing that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Officers tackle him and arrest him. <laughs> dumbass. Um, so John pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. And to be fair, it's kind of a good plea. Well, technically speaking, it is the correct plea. Technically. I mean, be- it should be guilty by insanity. Why don't gu- we have that? Do we because, have that? Because if you are insane, you are not accountable for your actions. Don't care. I know. But, well, okay. And no, it's that's not like actually, he took a lollipop. That's a, no, it's actually, it's a really good question because there are a lot of people with behavioral and mental health issues that don't go fucking shooting people. Thank you. Okay. So no, that is a fair point. Yeah. It I mean, they question. may run around the streets naked. Fine. Cool. Wang that dang, man. Have Just a little don't fucking time. shoot people. Right. You should go to the hospital, have a little resty rest. Sure. Take a Get nap. Get regulated. Take a nap. Come back. Yeah. We'll hang. Wang not dang. Yeah. Yeah. But if you kill somebody, you yeah. still killed somebody. Yeah. And it wasn't a self-defense type of situation. Mm-mm. So, Yeah. So then, you know, so the prosecutors had their work cut out for them because yeah, they the, needed the, the to go. Yeah, the case was made. No, he's not crazy. Even though he's crazy, he's not crazy but because. But he's not like crazy, crazy. Yeah. He's just like, he's like normal crazy. But he's like a murderer. He shot, yeah, he's a murderer. Yeah. But it didn't help that John was like growing out his beard and growing out his hair and getting he... like wheeled into the courtroom because he's in a wheelchair. how did he get? Oh, man. I mean, oh, he man. didn't look that quote unquote normal beforehand. You know, he. Again, hunched shoulders. Yeah. Like weird like turtle head. Turtleneck that like his, his, begin, again, because of the inbreeding, his neck muscles cannot support <laughs> the size of his head. He did have a, abnormal looking head compared to the rest of his body. And in the movie, they nailed that nose. Steve Carell Well, Steve Carell's got a honk. He does, but they enhanced it. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so he, you know, he's going on, like, looking more frail and looking more mentally unstable, you know, all to prove this, that he was... Just needing a little help and, you know, you know, all his money and his connections. He thought, okay, all this is going to work for me. I'm going to go take a little arresty rest at a hospital. And then when my, when I pay when for the I'm new better. wing of that hospital, right. I will then get out and I can go back to my castle and, you know, right. blah, I'll get blah, some blah, new blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That didn't work. No. It didn't work at all. The the jury did take seven days to deliberate. Yeah. Which I kind of wonder, in that deliberation, like, are you getting Subway delivered? Like, you get your meals provided and stuff like that, right? Uh, what if, like, the yeah. local steakhouse well, was providing dinner? I'll say this. I did have jury duty. Same. And um, uh, we got lunch break. Yes, we weren't that's sequestered. all we got. Yeah. I think once you're sequestered, which they probably were because they were brought in by buses and yada, yada, oh, yada. Sure. Yeah, everything gets provided. Have you seen um, the OJ trial TV show? Whoa. American Crime, the OJ No, season? I've been meaning to. It's on Netflix now, isn't it? 
It's yeah. so good. I it's on my list. It, and I'll say this. I want to watch I want to watch uh, Queer Eye first, but yeah. Oh my god, I watched all this. Yeah. Oh god. I so many thoughts and opinions. Anyways, uh so, you know, the they, you know, they had to go back and forth. They were they said they kept coming in to ask more questions, get some clarification. Which great. Okay. And meanwhile, all this is going on. Team Foxcatcher is starting back up. Yeah. And they're making the calls and well, and, and it did, I mean, obviously, anytime there's a traumatic situation like this, it is going to split a community. Yeah. There was the half that was like, fuck you. He killed, he killed Dave. Right. And the other half was like, well, Agree. Agree, but, but I, I need money to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is my life. I don't know what else to do. I've raised my kids here. What else am I going to do? And I think the hardest one was Val. Yes. Val literally lived in the house with Dave. Yes. Um, and there were so many home videos of naked children running around. Was that yeah. like and and a as, excessive as a as a mother of a child who from like the ages of three to four yeah. just didn't want to wear clothes. Like I get it, but it wasn't on video <laughs> there, camera. I'll tell no, you that much. I didn't videotape. Different that time. Shit. <laughs> yeah, different time. Um, uh, yeah, Val ends up being the head of yeah. Team Foxcatcher. Um, and becoming the, uh, pretty much the sole heir of yeah. the DeBelt estate. Which, okay. Okay. I'm not going to hate on the guy for it. It's, it feels icky to me. It feels really but icky. But I'm, I'm also team Dave. You know, I'm team yeah. Ruffalo in this I mean, situation. I get, like, needing to provide for your, money, your family. Sure. And you kind of talked about, well, I wasn't about to go back to Bulgaria. Oh, hell no. Especially not in 96. Are you fucking kidding me? No I, fucking way. I get it to a point, but I'm still like, what loyalty do you have? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a rough... It's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, well, and, you know, we do, it later in the documentary, we get Alexander and Danielle. We get Dave's oh. children's... Opinions on the matter. Heartstrings. Um, Alexander made me cry. Yes. Because he had this whole bit about, uh, at his dad's funeral, he was like, well, all these people have these stories of knowing my dad, and, yeah. and I don't. Yeah. And then I was, I personally was like, fuck, is my kid going to think this way in 10 years? Oh, shit, girl. Oh. Like, I mean, now that her dad's gone, like... What is she in ten years when she's seventeen? Like, how is she gonna look back at this year? You Oof. know, like, and that's that's when I ugly well, cried. Well, you just <laughs> really brought that down. <laughs> now, okay, uh, that said, I agree though. But let's talk about you. Danielle. All right, real quick because he's not important anymore. John Pont guilty, life in prison, dies in prison at seventy-two. Danielle, here's this news after having spent. The majority of her childhood thinking, this man that killed my father is going to come kill me. Because, I mean, like, he killed my dad. I don't know why he killed my dad. Why wouldn't he come kill me? Right. She gets this news that John DuPont dies in prison, and she genuinely feels empathy for the man. Yeah. Blew my mind. Because me, I'm like, woo, dead guy. Yeah. But she's like, you know, when my dad died, everyone mourned. Everyone was sad. Everyone celebrated his life. When this man died, everyone was happy. Yeah. And all he ever wanted in life was a family that loved him and a, and a good community. And this is what happened to him. 
And she's fucking right. <laughs> she is right. I don't want she her to be right, but she's right. She's right. so fucking right. That she's so I right. also Beca- cried there. Right. That's because, also where I cried. Okay. He, he did a lot of really messed up stuff. He yeah. killed somebody, a great dude, that just wanted to be his friend and help him. Yeah. But he was he was sick. He, he was, was sick. sick. He couldn't recognize that he needed help. Yeah. And if he would have got that help, chances are none of that shit would have happened. Oh yeah. A couple mood stabilizers. And that and, and that and that is really ahead of her time because she is yep. young. She's super young. That was really ahead of her time to think that. And you have to take those moments and think about that shit. Like when you really have somebody who is mentally ill, mm-hmm. it's not them. I mean, it is them. That's their makeup. That's who they are. But but the way they, they process didn't the world, right? To be that way, right? It's not just somebody that's like, I don't like you because of your skin color, because of your religion, because right. of your sexual orientation, because I'm rich and you're poor, right? He was sick, yeah, and it, it and it's such a mind fuck because you just you do want to be like, well, fuck John, yeah. Oh, I have that written in my notes several times. <laughs> like that. I mean, that really is how you want to be. But yeah. at the end of the day, Daniel's right. He was born that way. He could not control that. And nobody, like his parents, they didn't pay attention to it. They didn't see it. They didn't want to see it. They didn't want they didn't to acknowledge it. They have it. for that. Right. It could, all of this could have been prevented yeah. by just someone going, you need help and making him get help. Yeah. They all tried. Yeah. Hey, but they were still down here, and he was still up here, and he was too. But wee. I mean, what did we talk about in the deprogrammed episode? You can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped, and that's that's true too. You know, um, yeah. Sad face, man. I think the last thing I wrote, yeah, the last thing I wrote in my notes was, uh, yeah, yeah. This doc, this is so good. Please, 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 please watch it. If you're not feeling. Right? If people are saying maybe you need to go talk to somebody, listen to them. Go get help. Yeah. If you see somebody that's acting like this, get them help. Yeah. Whether they want it or not, make them get help. Go be that guy. I'd rather have, like, the awkward conversation later of, well, okay, maybe I was wrong about that. Yeah. But I'd rather have that conversation than, oh, shit, you killed someone? You killed me? Yeah. You killed my kids? Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah. <sighs> we talked a long time for about about this. Mental health. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, dude, <gasps> do you guys love our t-shirts? Oh my God. That... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I gotta on. get half naked. Bow, Ready? Chicka, bow, bow. Ready? Oh, girl. That looks so nice. I got that purple what's in the cute shirt on. They are thin. They are soft. They are oh, glorious. They are like an angel's caress on your skin. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just think um, about that. Hats are coming. Yep. Um, I believe we said we had a little mm, mix-up boo-boo with the hats, so we're getting that fixed. Yep. Please, I know, I know y'all have seen those shirts. Mm-hmm. I know you have. 
I'm stalking you. Um, <laughs> we know please, you're in our walls. <laughs> please let us know if you would like one. If yes. they suck, if you think they're uh, ugly, tell us. Maybe we'll try something new. Yeah. Also, I'd like to put it out to the universe. If anyone that listens to us is savvy with musical skills, um, I'm thinking about maybe we have a contest for a new jingle, a yeah. new beginning Holler opening at your girls let music. us see what you got yeah, yeah i want something cool man. yeah because <laughs> our, our theme song was literally just me um fucking up garage band and like layering stuff so which i do love it because it is i do us. i do I, yeah i sometimes i like i kind of sing it in my head like that yeah 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 but what's in the queue we wouldn't mind hearing something new yeah which we're just you know, we're just two chicks in a closet. We're into discovering new things, obviously. <laughs> that sounded Wait, weird. why did that sound bad? <laughs> that sounded dirty. Anyways, go hit us up on the socials. Yes, we know um, the internet is terrible, but we yeah. are a happy little spot on it. And we want yeah. you to have that happiness, too. We're cool. Yeah. Be cool with us. Yeah. Um, Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Please don't. Um, check your mental health. Yeah. Um, Don't carry a gun under your armpit. Yeah, or in your pants. Um, our email is uh, what's in the queue at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, give us documentary suggestions. Yeah. Let us know what t shirt you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. Love you. All right. Aww. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. bye.